0: Good morning, a good erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos, kiddush, Parashas Balak for those of us living here in Eretz Israel, For those of you living in Chutzlards, it's Parashas Chukas. Many, many times you have Chukas or Bullock together. As usual, we try to speak a little bit about the parashi and try to somehow uh, bring in both parashias for the benefit of most of you who are in Chutzlards. But we realized that this parsha is a, a very special parish We have to get chizuk from it. We also said it's the month of Tammuz. We mentioned earlier week we're holding a test Tammuz. And um, today's the the yardside of a great, great Godel, the Klochusenberger Rebbe, Zeich uh, HaTzadik, of who survived the Holocaust. And he was a phenomenal person. We want to mention some things about him. We should also... He should be a role model for for us and um, and we'll tie it in a little bit also with the fact that throughout the world I myself and many many people throughout the world have just finished made a Sium and not an easy seeum not an easy mas to learn but Bo Hashem we were to be Messiah we had a suda last night and people throughout the world have made human and we're starting out the new uh, cycle of the Ha-Yaymi of Mesachteksubes Abo alein Latay which is called Shaskotten. the closer bagrebi who was not only a tzaddik but he was a huge huge Talmud chacham and uh, if you would just break it down on a, a kind of like a i would say a superficial level there were two great mifalim uh, two great um, factories that he that he that he created in his lifetime one was besides his own Hasidus that he literally blew in, breath, breathed in air in order to bring them back to life after the tremendous, horrendous effects of the Holocaust. And um, I remember I had a Rebbe, he's a young boy, Rabbi Tapik Olav us who was a Talmud of the Kleisenberg Rebbe. And he was a great role model for me. I remember not only was he, he looked like a Hasid and he sounded like a Hasid, but he also played baseball fantastic. He could hit the ball a mile. They always looked up to him. His payers were flying. They even said that he had a um, a contract with the Boston Red Sox. That was the rumor run around. And he was a Talmud of the Klaizah Bari Rebbe. And uh, so he created a great Hasidus. And besides that, one of his great uh, inventions was the Mifal Today it's become very popular, especially with Dirshu and other organizations that have created a a, a uh, of having many many people reviewing shas besides just learning so Klesman, the daf Yami. So the Klaysenberg Rebbe was really one of the first ones to have this concept of having people who would Chazer shas. We had an altar in our yeshiva, Rabbi Asher Reich in Ner Yaakov. For those of you who remember, Rabbi Reich was a, was a who is a great Talmud Chacham, and he was also Talmud Mufik of the Klaysenberg Rebbe, and he was a big bucky the Klazim Rebbe created these Mifal uh, uh, Mifchanim and he spent money, people would get money for it. And uh, that was one area of his Hasidus and his Mifal ha-shas. Besides that, he also, uh, after the Holocaust, he, and he moved from Union City, he moved to Eretz Israel, and he moved to the city of Netanya, and in Netanya he built a hospital, which today is L'Shem HaTaveras, because he felt that not only do you have to do in the Ruchnis, you also have to do in the Gashmias, and the Laniado Hospital is a world-renowned, famous hospital which helps not only the people in Netanyahu, but Israel, and it's world-renowned, and there are many, many from doctors who are there, and it's really a kiddush Hashem, that a Hasidu Sherebi, who was interested in the benefit of Klai should build a world-class hospital. And this remains his legacy until today, I saw at Maisa today that Ben Gurion, who was the prime minister, first prime minister, at one point he visited the Koznberg Rebbe. is a little different than a lot of other Hasidic rabbis. He was willing to to meet and to be involved with the Medina. And um, when I say being involved in the Medina, it means he felt that the Medina is here, and it serves a purpose, and we have to be a part of it, and. Um, so Ben-Gurion came to Natanya and he said to the Rebbe, he met with the Rebbe, he said, No, what did you say to, to, um, to Natanya? So the who we know, has a, a whole shechunah, which is called Kiryat San's there today. He said, well, there's the minimum and there's the maximum. So Ben-Gurion understood he was trying to give a message here. He says, well, what's the minimum? He says, well, the minimum is, is that I can walk in the streets with my shrimel, and I don't have to worry about anyone beating me or screaming at me or cursing me or knocking my strimal off. So that's a good thing. That happens in Netanya which means he was really describing the, the fact that Jews can live um, fearlessly in a, their own land, in their own country. And that's, in a, that's, a, that's, a, minimal th- that's a minimal amount of a karasotov you have to have. He says, so what's the maximum? So he says, the maximum is that when you Ben-Gurion will be walking the street of Natania with a strimal, that will be the maximum. And it's really a great eye-opener to the philosophy of the of the Kleisenberger Rebbe, for sure. He said you have to have both. We have to have the physical and we have to have the spiritual. But for sure, he wanted to be able to be mashpia on the surrounding environment. It's very interesting. If you go to Kiryat Sanz, you see way the Kleisenberger Hasidim are, and they're a very, very special, special breed. They're not hotheads. They don't they don't go around, and they don't uh, throw stones. They live within the community. They build in the community, but they live as chassidish a yidden, and um, and they have a tremendous influence. And I think it's a it's it's a it's a worthwhile lesson for youden to learn from from the klai in the day of his yartzeit. It's one extra thing that he said for his own anshish shleimenu, for people of his chassidim. He said that the, a person should learn at least. A daf of Gemara with a day. That was considered his minimal amount. One daf of Gemara with And he said, after he wrote in his Tabba, the Yeshus Hasidim, continued should continue to learn a daff of with He really felt that learning was such an important part of the fabric of the, of the Yid and the fabric of what we're building in the world. Now we want to switch tracks a little bit. We want to, number one, bring a little bit about current events as we usually do and try to tie it, try to tie them into the, the parashiyas and to see where we can get chizek from. We take a look at the current events in the world. <laughs> Unfortunately, we would love to say everything is wonderful, but let's be realist. The realist is, is that we're living in a world which is seems to be fraying at the seams. There's nothing that you can trust in again. No governments that you can trust, in. no de- democratic governments are for sure not Autocratic governments, the United States of America this week, on July 4th in Chicago, Illinois, a madman, a murderer, killed many, many people, wounded many people, many hidden, they say, were amongst those people that were massacred, really a mass massacre, and there's no excuses, no no, no reason to to think about who this deranged person is, he's a retzeach, and it's horrific on July 4th in America, and we all know July 4th having a little parade and people trying to reflect upon independence dependency in America they have to be under attack. And the police are not able to stop it, unfortunately. That's what's happening in America. Britain, the British governor, the British prime minister is now stepping down. And this British prime minister, again, without getting into all of his pluses and minuses, but he definitely was helpful to the Jews, helpful to Israel, and we don't know what's in store. And for the free world, he really has made a position, which i would like to speak about as well, concerning the Ukrainian-Russian war, the Russian-Ukrainian war, standing up for democratic values. And um, I have to mention, and I feel it's important to mention, that this week the chief rabbi of Moscow, Repinchas Goldschmidt Schlitter, who has been a stalwart, uh, rav and and really a great great asset for the Jewish people living in Russia, is now stepping down from his seat as being the chief rabbi after 33 years of service to the Jewish people in Moscow in Russia. He built up a tremendous tremendous uh, system of schools, uh, and 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 he left Russia because he spoke out against the war. He's not going to be returning. And I think it's important that if we see a year takes a stand, we also have to take a stand. We have to recognize when something is evil and something is wrong and there's a horrific war which has been going on and thousands and thousands of of people are being killed. There's no excuse for it. We realize now that Russia has returned back to its original name of Russia. It used to be called the USSR, and now it wants to return back to its previous glory, and Putin is committing war crimes, according to many, many people. And when we see a Yid taking a stand, we also have to take a stand. We have to realize this is part of what's happening in the, in the um, not only current events, but in the seismic uh, earthquake that's going on in the world. Things are changing. The, it's affecting everything. It's affecting the economy throughout the world. Price of gas, the price of wheat... All different things are going up, all because of this war. And what does this war reflect? War reflects that really there's no bitochen in man. You can't trust in man. The only one we can trust is our Father in heaven. We have to turn to him. But before we kind of pick things uh, and, and try to get chizik from the parish, I want to say over a story that I saw, that I wrote down uh, a year or two ago, concerning the story with the stipler, and I think it also reflects and gives us chizuk. There was once a girl that, uh, Kala, she got married in B'nei Brak, and right after the chuppah, she, they went into the um, Ched HaYichud, and as they were sitting there, you know, Hassan and Kala, the first time that they're together in the Ched HaYichud, all of a sudden, a big rat, like, jumped out, and it frightened the girl tremendously. And the Chassan, I guess he didn't take a lesson... 101 of chasen classes of what do you do in the situation when your fresh newly kala is uh, attacked by a rat in the room uh, what do you do so the kids said they were screaming and they were shouting and you know i don't know if the ate him all of a sudden ran in didn't know what that what was happening inside between the Hussan and the gala but it disturbed this girl to know and and she was so traumatically affected that she said this is a sign from the heavens there's a clover, this is not my chasen, I can't stay married to this person. And she refused to go out from the cheder room, from the cheder yichud, to go into the chasna. And the parents came in to talk with her, her parents, his parents, you know, and they tried to convince her. She says, no, I'm not going to do it unless we get an eitzah from a gadol. The stipler was alive then. They say that they brought the girl, in the middle of the chasna, they brought the girl to the stipler together with the chasen, and, and usually this start with meet with women. in this particular case, he met with the khalo. And he said to tell me what happened. And he said what happened. And he didn't say to her, oh, it's nothing. He said, what do you think about it? And he says, I think it's a simon khalo. He said, I think it's a simon khalo. So he's, he said to her, I want to tell you, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's a simon But you have to know one thing. Sometimes you're a But a yid has to know what does a person do when he gets a klala, you have to, what is the right thing to do? You don't run away from life. You go further. So you have a wonderful chasen, there's going to be a Tamat chacham. you have a wonderful opportunity to be his Ezer Konegda. And you're right, there was a simon klala that came down, but what do we do when we have a matzah of klala? We dive into Hashem, and we ask Hashem to, to, to help us. And I think this is a great lesson. When we see the world in turmoil, when we see the world Without a human touch, when we see the world in literally in distress, we have to realize we don't lose hope. We continue our avoidance, and we have Amun HaKadosh Baruch Hu, We dive into him. We learn another daf. We do another, we do another chesed. And this is a great lesson. We see this lesson in this week's parish and parish is Chaim says a comment, which we like to say over that Bilam. And amongst all the things that he said, which really some of them are, are became fabric of the Jewish uh, lexicon, all the wonderful attributes of the Jewish people. But there's something else that he said. He said, I want that my death, my soul should die, die the death of the righteous. He wanted to die the death of the Yidden. And the Chafetz Chaim used to say over that this is the way of the Goyim. They realize at the end of the days that really the way to live, the way to die, and to get an entrance into the world to come is like the Yidden. So they want to die a nice, peaceful death. They want to have that Amun and Bitochan and Hashem, but they're not willing to take upon themselves the lifestyle of a Yid, lifestyle of a Yid that goes through Holocaust, that goes through pogroms. That a yid, a yid' life is from the morning until the night has all kinds of halachas. <clears throat> what do I eat? What do I look at? What don't I look at? Do I keep Shabbos? Do I bring up my children? I spend extra money on their chinuch. All the different sources that a yid goes through, and the chav time to say it's nishkem kunz sestar as a yid. It's not a kunz. It's not a trick to be able to to die like a yid. The kunz is to live like a yid to live like a yid, to even when there are difficult times, to recognize that uh, the rabbi nishlam is the one that's in charge, and we go weiter. And this is a lesson that we learn from the opposite of Bilal. Bilal wanted to die like a yid, but a yid knows he has to live, uh, uh, to live like a yid. And what does it mean, living like a yid? It means like, this, like the closure by rabbi, having responsibility, that we have an opportunity to be able to affect not only ourselves, but to affect our families, our environment. I mean, this week, the Rebbinson and I were to such a great, great matana from the Rabbi Nishaladam to be able to have a new great grandson, our first great grandson. Really, as we say, it's uh, beyond our pay grade, and all we can do is Meshabech to the Rabbi Nishalom for this wonderful, wonderful matana, a grandchild born to our grandson, Yisrael Talba, who his wife, Bruchy, gave birth to a baby boy, and Mitzvah Shem, be a brist is coming Monday, B'Shatoi V'Metzlachas. And this represents the continuity of the Jewish people. And I always say over what I heard from Rav Mendel Weinbach Zatzal. I mentioned this last night in the scene of the Daf that there's a difference between the animal kingdom and the human kingdom in a certain area. Animals and Beheimich, Hayes and Behemoth, there's a relationship between parents and children, there's even a love that goes on between parents and children. But there's no such concept of grandparents and for sure not great-grandparents. There's a disconnect, but by, by, by a human being, especially by a yid, the relationship that a person has not only with his children, but with his grandchildren. I know this week, my and my wife, was away for the, oh, close to three weeks. She had to go visit to take care of her father and to see her mother and to, and to, to also visit to, to be at a wedding. So I was home alone. And my grandchildren came the last two days to help clean up the house and to make supper. And I know the relationship that we can have, and it's a big bracha, I don't take it for granted. I give a bracha to everybody, everyone should be zolch to such a matziv. But the main purpose is that we should be role models, role models for ourselves, role models for our children. We don't live like animals, we live like yidin. When the oylem is, is living on alchar b'chatechia, by the sword, as we see in Russia, we live by the kol kol yakov and we dive into HaKadosh Baruch and this is truly something which I want to bring out from the Parshish. I saw a Mahalach uh, which is brought down from the Hasidic Forum, which really connects all the different Parshish the Parshish which we've had, Kairach and Chukas and bolok, and it really ties in the story of the Maim when Moshe Rabbeinu was Nenash because he hit the rack because Chavis will complain they didn't have water after the bear Miriam closed up and the the question is what was wrong with Moshe Rabbeinu hitting the rack and this is a question which all the Rishonim speak about Moshe Rabbeinu Hakadosh Baruch you should talk to the rack and Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rack what was chatting Moshe Rabbeinu if Hakadosh Baruch said to hit the rack to to speak to the rack why did he hit the rack question number one. We see in the parish right after the story of the Bema very interesting, all of a sudden, uh, it says they left Kadesh, and Klai's, excuse me, they left, um, excuse me, Moshe Rabbeinu sent, uh, angel, uh, sent uh, messengers to Kadesh, to the king of Edom, and he says, your your brethren, your Jewish brethren, we, we had Tzoros, we went to Mitzrayim, and we called out to HaKadosh Baruch. The whole story is, I'm talking to him like brotherhood. We want to just walk through your land. We're not going to take any water. We're going to pay, well, to go to will even pay you. And uh, and Edom says, no. Loisavarbi, You can't go through our land. If not, I'm going to come out with a cherub. So we just try to understand. Uh, and, and the truth is, we see that Moshe Rabbeinu did not fight with them, did not fight with Edom now Rashi comments and he says, so first we want to say what's the connection between this parsha and all of a sudden the We you know the Torah doesn't stop put parshias together. There must be some sort of connection. And also, what was the message that 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 Edom said? If you're going to come here, we're going to beat you up with the sword. And Rashi says, Atem is going, to call you like uh, are haughty with the message that you got from your forefathers, the inheritance of the Kol Kol Yaakov. Like it says, I'm gonna go out with you with the Yerusha that I got from my father. What's Eden? What's Russia? They go out with the power of the sword. Now, the truth is, is that why was that the Machlekus over here? And why did Clay Israel stop? And they didn't fight against him. Later on, in the end of the Parish of the parsha's Chukas. we see they do fight against Sihain and Oig, and they they do go out to battle. Over here they said, "No, we can't fight against them." And the simple understanding is that we know that in the brachos that Yaakov and Esav got, it says that when Klai So will have to call Yaakov, then the Yadaim de Esav aren't able to be victorious. So over here, the did have to call Yaakov. So why why is Adam saying we're going to go against you? It's one question, and uh, and. And we just to sniff at this question, we see by Mechema Sichav that they did go against against Sichav with a with a battle of what, of war. That's what Klai Yisrael did. And in this week's Parish Parashah Zbulak, we see that all of a sudden Balak Ben Mayav realizes I can't fight against the Jewish people with the sword. I got to get some some Mechashiv. He uses Klalis, and he gets Bilam, and he says, Bilam, I want you to go curse them. With the klalas, I'll be able to what? I'll be able to be victorious. So we want to try to to simplify this, and even though it needs a lot of depth, we want to bring at this point the power of Moshe Rabbeinu is the Kayach of Torah. Moshe and Moshe Rabbeinu was always influencing in Klal Yisrael, like we said. The klalim of people should learn Torah. The Kayach of Torah. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu told him to go to them to the rack. He says, What he was telling him is to speak, use the Koych The is the Koych of Could be the, all he wanted Moshe was to say, was say a Say a piece of Torah, and all of a sudden the water will start flowing. And and he, what he wanted was, is that if Kalal Yisrael will be Nimshach, will follow you and will understand that the Koych of is our power, then we'll be able to get through all of the, the selahs, all the different obstructions able to bring out the water under all circumstances. But Moshe Rabbeinu felt that Klai Yisrael, at this point after the main when they, they rose up against him and Aaron, that they had broken the connection between the Meseirah of Moshe to Klai Yisrael. And I, they can't use the Kayach of Dibur, of Limur HaTorah. Klai Yisrael is now in the matzav of they have to go to Molchama. And Molchama is Vayach Hesasela. What is Molchama? Molchama doesn't stumble in Molchama. It means the Molchama is We have to really work on ourselves, make ourselves completely, completely receptibles to be able to accept the Torah. And therefore, he felt that Klai Yisrael is not Zoyche to this Madriga. If Klai Yisrael would have been holding by this Madriga, then Moshe Rabbeinu would have led Klal Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael together with Aaron, and there wouldn't have been any need to conquer Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael would have been conquered because the Sh'tikle Torah would have opened everything up. Moshe and Aaron represent the two Tsinoros of the pair. Moshe is the Tsinor of the pair in Torah, and Aaron is the pair in Tfilah. Aaron we know is which is connected to Tfilah, and this is what was going on in these Parshiyos. And that's why when they got to Edom, Edom said, no, your kol kol Yaakov is weak and we'll go against you in the in Cherev. The and when they got to, and that was the, that power. When they went against Amairi, there was some other nuance because Amairi is not the power of the sword. Amairi is a lesson of Amira. And the Svar says they used the power of Amira in a different way. What's the greatest, um, I would say, battle that a person deals with, I want to sit and learn, and all of a sudden there's a good schmooze to go by, what's called to And bitl can come in different forms, it can come in the form of just a good story, or it can come in the forms of entertainment just to remove us from the power of the Torah. And I think that this is a great message in the parish of Balak we see that there's the of Peh, and Kla Yisrael only wins when we use the Kaikh of the Peh. The Kaikh of the Peh is when we call out to The opposite of Klaulus. Klaulus is also of the Peh. We have to go with the Tikkun. The Tikkun of the of the, of the Peh is that we should we have to now, we have to work on ourselves. The month of Tammuz, we don't speak Lashon Hara. We don't we try to stay away from Sina. We try to be Metaher er Lashon to speak Dvarim Taivim and for sure to be mechazik in the Koyach of Torah, to learn, to start the new, the new cycle, the new Mesech, the K'Shubis, And if we'll do that, then Tammuz will be, as I said over, I think, and I'm not sure if it's an exact quote, but I heard, we say two things from Rep Chaim Kanievsky's uh, Everyone says that Tammuz is Zamani Yichuva Memash V'shen as we said last week, the times of are coming upon us, when they told us after Rep Chaim, said something to this, to this effect, he said, Thomas is Tilmaid Machar Vafilo Zion. Learn tomorrow, even Zion, means even on Shabbos. Make sure you continue learning. Everything was Torah. I said over last night a story which I just heard this week from Ibrahim, a Muflidika story. I don't know if you know a little bit what's going on in the country, but there's a new elections that are happening. And the way things came about was a woman by the name of Silman, who was part of. Naftali Bennett's party, she's a that Me person. She was the first one to quit the government. She felt that this government is going against everything that, was, uh, that the Jewish ideals were standing for. The thing that broke uh, her back, so to speak, was when the uh, Minister of Health said before Pesach that we can't, it's not right that people aren't allowed to bring in um, chametz into the hospitals, in the state hospitals. You have to allow people to bring in because it's a democratic state. And she said, what do you mean? It's a Jewish state, and people want to be able to eat kosher. They don't want to have a a, a hospital that's filled with chavits. And that was the camel that broke her back, and she decided to step down from the government. And because of that, the next stages took place. There's an unbelievable miser. A year ago, in the horrific uh, um, uh, Maron disaster where so many people were killed, children and in the light in the stampede and we know how uh, horrific that was for all the families and for those and Neshamas they were Kabbalists of all of Klai Yisrael. there was a, a confidant of Reb Chaim who was a big askin and he was involved with the with the um, recognizing of the different mason and he had to go to the to the morgue called Abu Kabir and he had to they had it, not only him, but everyone was trying to figure out who's, who was, they had to, they had to, they had to give facial recognition, like we just learned in the of Amis, in order to tell, the, to tell the parents, and there was people that they didn't know who they were, and this was causing a lot of pain to the, and suffering to the families. And in the middle of the night was Erev Shabbos, you have to everything was taking place in a very horrific uh, backdrop. There was a woman that came in, and who was It was this Silman. I think her name is Edith Sil- Silman. And she came in. She was the head of the V'ad of the Knesset, Yoshev Rosh of the, of the, of the, of the Misran Briyut. And she started turning everything upside down and making sure that everyone was moving and getting, moving things forward. And she really helped a lot. And she helped to release the pain and to be able to get the bodies released for burial. And she really was a tremendous helper. She did think, things for the sake of the benefit of the families and for the Jewish people. And this Benebrak Yid, who was close to Reb Chaim, was very taken by her effects and what she did for the for the Mesim and the and the families. And he went to Reb Chaim. This you have to realize before Reb Chaim was went to Reb Chaim said, "Listen, this woman did this and this chesed, and 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 I want to know. I see that she has a prominent role in the government. Should I continue to have a relationship with her, and to see maybe we could help? She could help in many of the uh, anti-religious rules." And Rib Chaim said to her, him, Hakar Satoiv is, 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 is beyond anything. Hakar is a hextevelt, it's the highest level. And you have to have a Karas You should continue to have a relationship with her. And he ended up meeting her on many occasions. And she he was very, very influential to be able to make the Makkiba Patish that she should leave the government. It all happened to come about because Rib Chaim, with his Kayach and his Kayach and his Ri'iyah, he understood that this woman was a woman that it's worthwhile to continue with, and eventually she is the reason why this government went down. Rabbi Sa'iper Mufla, Parshas Chukas Balak, the yard site of the Kluzenberg Rebbe, who helped to build Eretz Yisrael, helped to build Torah in the in the in the world of Klal Yisrael, and we recognize that. How do we get chizuk? We get Chizik from the peh. We get chizek from our Amunah We get chizek by knowing what it is to be a Yid and have, being role models for our children. We should all of us to a wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.